Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hello everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And welcome to Audacity with Pierce. I believe that you woke up strong, energetic, ready for the new day. You know, God has daily loaded us with so much benefit, and I'm sure that this day today would be such a powerful day for you as well. So I want to say good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today in Audacity with Pierce, I believe that the Lord has given me something so powerful that I'm going to share with you in a moment. But as our custom is, just before I do that, I want to encourage you to share the link with somebody, um, with your friends, your family, um, your colleague at work, your housemate, your roommate, your wife, your husband, um, your friend, anybody you know, um, put it in your WhatsApp stories, put it in your Instagram. One of the reasons why we do this, like I always say, is the opportunity to reach more people and so that more people can hear the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and so that eventually they can live and lead a better life in Christ Jesus. And that's why we encourage people to use sharing the link as an evangelistic tool to reach more people for God. And I just want to give you 30 seconds, like my custom is, to do that right now. All right, one, two, three, let's go. Then 20, da 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 da, da. 30. <laughs> All right, good morning to you. Now, today we are going to be talking about something very powerful. Last week, Sunday, I shared with you all across the new churches and also um, we, we watched it later on YouTube for many other people, um, the title of the message called God is Good. And then I went ahead with Audacity and PS with PS the next day, which was Monday, and I shared on God is Able. And I'm, I'm glad with the feedback and the testimonies and, you know, the likes that we've heard from this um, recording. I want to say a very big thank you for participating, for joining and, you know, sharing the word of Audacity with PS to reach and bless many more lives. Today, I want to share with you something very powerful. Now, yes, yes it, the concept of Audacity with PS is always like a Monday morning job. You know what? That's that job you give yourself, you know, um, that, you know, the doctors, when you're seeking, you know, you know, go to the hospital and they give you like a, a jab and um, injection. And the purpose of that injection is to get you well, to get you feel better. Exactly what, you know, Audacity's PS is, is the word of God stocked up in your bone to be able to help you get into the fullness of all that God has planned for you. And that's why we keep sharing the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's what we do in audacity with peers. Before I get into the word today, you know, I want to just ask you to, you know, tell me on the comment session how you feel this morning. Yeah, I, I said I was going to do that. I want to know how you feel this morning. So put it in your comment session on, you know, on the chat box, you know, energetic, you know, prepared, ready. And if you feel tired or disappointed, you know, put it right there, discouraged, put it right there. You know, share how you feel. I want to know, I want to see, I want to read, you know, how you feel it right now this morning. It's like, yeah, I'm hopeful for this new week. You know, this new week is filled with so much blessings, you know. Share, share how you feel, all right? I'll give you just two minutes to do that, everyone. I want to see everybody. Come on, just do it, do it, do it now. 
share how you feel, you know, um, this morning. You know, yeah, have you done that? Okay, I'll tell you what with a very powerful good news. Your feelings doesn't validate the promises of God in your life. Listen, feelings are great, but feelings has nothing to do with what God wants to do with you. God has settled everything he wants to do with your life already. Before you were formed, he knew you. He would ordained you before you came to the earth. His paths are written out for you. His ways are just for you. He has his plans for you. Very clear court. And he sent his angels ahead of you. He sent Jesus, his son, ahead of you. So you have every single thing for life and godliness. You have every single thing to become all that God has called you to be. You have every single thing. And so this morning, I want you to wake up with that energy that God has everything in his disposal towards you. And that same light, that same energy, in that same mindset is what I want you to go with, with this week, you know, with the brilliance and the power and the spectacular grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now let me get into what I want to talk to you this morning about. This morning, I have titled my teaching, a very long title, but it's long but powerful, you know, and it is called, What Voices Do You Hear in Kairos? What voices do you hear in Kairos? I'm just going to show you something in the Bible, very powerful. A man I love so much in the Bible, his name is Abraham. Abraham, I love him. And I want to show you something in the book of Genesis chapter 15. And we'll just journey down from Genesis chapter 15 and then Genesis chapter 16. And so let's read Genesis chapter 15 and, um, and verse 1. We'll read verse 1 and verse 2 and verse 3, and then we'll go all the way down to Genesis chapter 16. Now, remember just a backstory. Remember in Genesis chapter 12, God had told Abraham to leave his father and his kindred to a place that I will show you, that it will show him. And Abraham did just what the Lord had said to him to do. Now, if you skip all the way down to Genesis chapter 15, this was where God cut a covenant with Abraham. But before we go into the reading of the cutting of the covenant, let's take a look at you know, what happened and what transpired, looking at the subject of what I said I'm going to focus on today, which is, you know, whose voice do you listen to in Kairos? Whose voices do you listen to in Kairos? You see, there are many voices around the world. There are many voices. Everything is trying to get your attention. The news is trying to get your attention. Your country is trying to get your attention. The forecasting is trying to get your attention. The money, you know, unavailability, particularly in Nigeria, is getting your attention. The news in Turkey is getting your attention. Your family, your friends, your boss, everything is trying to get your attention. But guess what, guys? Unknownly to you, unknown to you, you are actually yielding to a voice, knowingly or unknowingly. But you see, in the midst of prophecies, you must be able to know what voice you are listening to, particularly in Kairos moments. Because Kairos moments are definitive times. They are times that you choose between life and death. The voice that you hear, you know, are very, very important. Have you ever watched a football match? And this happens a lot of times. When you watch a football match and the footballer gets a penalty, you see what the, the goalkeepers try to do sometimes. They try to distract the player by moving like this. And sometimes they even go close to the player to distract them by telling them, do you know you're not going to score this ball? 
do you know the ball is not going to enter into the net? We know your track record. You always hit the ball over to the bar. And then sometimes other footballers beside them comes and distracts them. They tell them things like, oh, you didn't put the, you didn't put, you know, the ball in the right place. They even go and hit the ground to you know, make sure the ground is not fit enough for the boss to stay there. A lot of distraction just before the moment of football. And that's why you see that most of the footballers, when they want to play, you know, a penalty, They've already made a decision in their mind as to where they want to play the ball to. No matter the distraction of what happens, no matter what people say around them, no matter what the goalkeeper is doing by moving around or pacing around to try and distract them, no matter the conversation they are having, they know where they want to put the ball. The reason why a lot of people miss penalties is because the moment through which they are supposed to hit that ball, that's the moment they are trying to make the decision because of the voices, because of the way the position is, you know, the goalkeeper is positioning themselves. You see, this is a complete scenario of how life is, of what happens in life. It's exactly like that. And that's why this morning, as a business owner, as a career professional, as a student, as a family man, family man as a husband, as a wife, the powerful question I pose to you this morning is, what voices do you hear in Kairos moment? So let's look at Abraham and let's talk about him from the perspective of the scriptures. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. It says, after these things, the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, it says, don't be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield and your exceedingly great word. This is God giving Abraham a prophetic word. The God of the universe, the God of the nations, the God of the one who made the heavens and the earth comes to Abraham and says, Abraham, don't be despaired, don't be afraid, don't be tired. I'm the God of the universe. I'm your exceeding great reward. And so God gave Abraham a comforting word. He was telling him about the fact that I know you in your physical eyes, you can see your child right now, but I'm your reward. Forget about all the things I've said to you. I am your reward, Abraham. And as you read verse two, look at what happened in verse two. The Bible says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I'm childless? And the house, the heir of my house, the leisure of Damascus. Then Abraham said, Lord, look, you have given me no offspring. Instead, indeed, one in my household is now my heir. Now, look at what God said to Abraham in verse 4. And we're going to stop in verse 4. It says, Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who would come from your whole body would be your heir. This is so powerful. God then, you know, told Abraham what Abraham was saying back to him. God said to Abraham, listen, Abraham, forget about what you see in the natural. The one that is going to be your heir would be the one that would come out of you. That is going to be your heir. So God counterattacked what Abraham was saying to him in his natural understanding. Isn't that powerful? And God was promising Abraham right here. He said, look, this one would not be your heir, but the one who would come out from you. If you read verse 5, it was at this point, Abraham, God then told Abraham, come outside. And God then showed Abraham the stars and the heavens and says, can you count the stars? He says, so shall thy descendants be. But look at what happened in verse 5, verse chapter, chapter 16 of Genesis. Let's go to chapter 16 of Genesis and let's look at verse 1. We're still talking about what voices do you hear in Cairo's time. Look at verse 1. This one says, and I read to you, Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had bore him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Agar. And the student says, So Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. 
please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Listen, guys, what voices are you eating to in this season of your life? What voices are contradicting what God had told you in the past chapters of your life? What are the things that God had told you either to that because of the natural circumstances, it doesn't seem to be going the way it's supposed to go, but now you have heeded to all the voices contrary to the very voice that the Lord has heeded and spoken to you about? What are the things God told you in your business? What are the things God told you in your finances? What are the things God told you in your academics? What are the things God told you in your relationship? But the Kairos moment doesn't seem to be as though the thing that God has said to you is working out. But I tell you, every time there is a voice of God, there is one million voice opposing the voice of God. It's just like the parable of the sower. The moment what you see the soul, the enemy comes to sow tears there. It comes to sow other voices. The news gives you voice. The media gives you voice. The understanding of the times gives you voice. Your intelligence gives you voice. You can't imagine God is telling you you're going to be the father of a nation. And you can't even have children. Naturally, you're supposed to, you know, overestimate your intelligence above what God has said. But your intelligence also is a voice. I hope you know that. The metrics of society is a voice. The feedback from your government is a voice. All of these things are voices that is trying to choke what the Lord has said to you. But the question is, what voices are you eating to? Do you know that in the season of Abraham's life, Abraham heeded to the very closest voice to him, which was his wife. He heeded to the voice. And guess what happened to him? Unfortunately, the voice was wrong. He heeded to the voice. You see, we must learn how to supersede every voice with the voice of God. The voice of God comes first above every other voice. The voice of God. The voice of God. Listen, I've heard these things so much. When people say the voice of man is the voice of God. It's not all correct in all contexts. Yes, God speaks through men. But sometimes, even the best of men misses what God is trying to say to you personally to do. Are you hear what I'm talking to you about this morning? As a business owner, the best critical decisions you would make in your life would come from the voice of God. Natural occurrence, natural standards of things might not even align to that. Just the same way God told Abraham. And listen guys, many times God would have told you what you must act into. But if you listen to what you are used to, you see, because God is supernatural and spiritual, and sometimes it's as though you can't feel touch holding, you sometimes want to go with the things you can feel, touch, and hold. But you must understand that God is the one who created the thing that you can feel, touch, and hold. And so he overrides, he supersedes every of those things. Abraham hacking to the voice of his wife. The Bible says, and Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. In the 15th chapter of Genesis, God just spoke to him. He says, don't worry, I'm going to be your exceedingly reward. Forget about everything. He even told him and took him outside. He showed him the stars. He said, so that your descendants be. But Abraham refused to hearken to the voice of God, but hearken to the voice of someone he believes had a superior knowledge than God. Wow. Do you know this is what we do in our lives every time? What voices do you listen to in Kairos? Listen, either you know it or not. Life is like a circle. You know, 
It's like a circle. So are the decisions of your life. They are like circles. Are you yielding to the voice of God or you're leading to the voice of man? Are you yielding to the voice of God or you're yielding to the voice of circumstances? Are you yielding to the voice of God or you're yielding to the voice of the economy? Are you yielding to the voice of God or you're yielding to the voice of the things presented to you in your business? No, you must learn how to yield to the voice of God. The voice of God must always be paramount in your life. This is very important. This is very crucial. Listen, I want to say something to you and never forget it. The best decisions of your life will come from the Spirit. And you must learn how to act into that voice, the voice of God. That still small voice, that still small voice that is always sometimes can be crumbled by the voice of men. Have you ever seen when they play football and somebody scores a goal? Particularly maybe in the 90th minute, the football is hot. The opponent is 1-1 and they're about to get a winner. And the 90th minute, somebody just heads that ball into the post and then it enters in. Do you see how everybody goes after that footballer and they almost like collapsing? They crumble on him. Everybody, the whole 12, 11 players, you know, put themselves on him. Particularly, this is the last minute of the whistle to be blown. What happens, other players from outside also run to him, the coach, everybody, and they bury themselves on the guy. Guess what happens many times? The guy is in the last leg. Gaps him for breath. He's trying to get himself out. He wanted to celebrate before, but his celebration has almost turned to suffocation. This is what happens to us sometimes when God speaks to us. We have celebrated the voice of God, but man then comes and crumbles upon it. And then you are suffocating. But what happens most times is that we yield to man, not to the voice of God. Sometimes the voice of God is very still and very small. It's a very still, small voice. When they are contrary opinion, those opinions has a way, particularly with people you respect, you love, you cherish, you know, and, and the society and the very obvious, the very obvious, you know, crumbles that voice because it's still, it is small, it's a still small voice. It doesn't mean it's small in size, it's very large, but what it means small there means that the, the opinion of men of society can make it look very small. It's very still right there in your spirit. But sometimes you must learn how to elevate it. You must learn how to make the voice of God over the shadows of your mind. I know there's a way your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body can want to suppress the voice of God. But you must learn that the best things of your life will come from the Spirit of God. As a believer, the best decisions of your life will come from the Spirit of God. It's that small voice of God. Listen, guys. Don't make decisions that will be costly for you. Look at what happened to Abraham. Remember what I said to you the other day in Gethsemane on Tuesday? I said disobedience has scars. Yes, God forgives you. He doesn't remember your past. But sometimes this scar still remains right there. Abraham had had the baby. He can't, he can't remove the baby anymore for, for Aga because he's done that already. He's disobeyed the voice of God. Now, he has to live with that. But you see, always particularly when you know what the will of god is you know that god is telling you in that business to send that proposal you know god is telling you not to send that proposal you know god is telling you to dare and go and open that business in another country but the old thing doesn't seem right for you you just feel like oh it's not best time i don't think i should do it you have a conversation that's why i tell you guys the most spiritual thing we do is conversations what you see with your eyes what you hear with your ear that's why i pray this all the time that the lord blinds my eyes from wrong negative information that will silence the things he wants me to do in my spirit 
That's such a powerful prayer. The Lord blinds your eyes from it. What you're not supposed to see, you will not see it. Do you know that it just takes one negative feedback? Let me give an example. You go to, some of you wanted to buy a particular brand of a car, right? I don't want to promote any car here. And then you love that car so much. And then you realize that five of your friends use that car, right? And then you're going to buy that car, you have that money. And one of them just says, ah, that car, Every time you start that car, the car will not start until you try it twice. Then somebody else says, well, that car, you know, that car, you know, the tire where you're driving, the tire can shrink. I'm sure you know the car I'm talking about, some of the brand of cars, but it's all, anyway, it's a whole model car, you know. It can shrink, it can, it can, it can remove, and then you cannot, you know, you won't be able to drive it all of a sudden. You're taking the money to go and buy the car. What are you going to do immediately when you hear that? You are likely not to want to buy that car. But guess what? It could be that you're going to have favor with the kind of brand of the car you're supposed to buy there. But just because of what people have said can stop you, can halt the process of what God has planned for you. Everybody has a different plan of God for their life. God has a different plan of God for everyone's life. The plan of God for my life is different from the plan of God for your, for your own life. And you must learn how to wrap yourself in the plan of God to overshadow the voice of God over every voice, over any other voice. I hear what I'm talking to you about today. This is so powerful. Let the voice of God rule in your life. Let the voice of God rule in your life. Heed to the voice of God. I want to pray for you this morning that the voice of God will declare to you. Even the very whispers of the Spirit of God will be made like a loud noise in your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No longer will it look like a drop in an ocean in your spirit. It will come up either. You will know what to do. You will come up either. You will know what to do in the name of Jesus. The crucial decisions that you need to make that will bring you into Kairos, the Lord will give you strength to make it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Remember, everything is fighting for your voice. Everything is fighting for your ears. Let the voice of God supersede and overshadow every voice. Let's pray in the spirit for one minute and ask God for clarity. Ask God that every grass in the field of your heart that is tampering with the seed of the word of God in your life, that the Lord power, the power of the spirit of God is clearing it up right now so that you can hear properly, so that you can see properly, so that you can know properly, so that you can discern properly, so that you can run properly. The only voice you will hear with the voice of validation to back up what God is saying to you to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Virik As I speak right now, the Lord started to say to me that there are people watching me right now that as I was speaking, there were certain things He had told you that was coming back to the to the front burner of your heart. Listen, guys, do it immediately. Do it immediately. Do it immediately. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. You will not negotiate destiny. You will not be in the wrong side of history. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will never be in the wrong side of history. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will never be in the wrong side of history. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for you for strength. I pray for you for grace. I pray that your hearing is clearer and your sense, your 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 specific, your perception is heightened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go in this strength, go in this grace, make that decision about that business based on the voice of God. Go back to the notes and the things that the Lord had told you in the past. Go and look and check out all the things he said to you and the things you've not done. Go and do them right now and you begin to see how you will soar. Believe the word of the Lord. He is your exceedingly great reward. He has shown you the stars. He has shown you the signs of the times. And so shall thy sins be. Don't act into the voice. Heed to the voice of God and the voice of God alone. May wrong voices go far away from you in the name of Jesus. May the right voices come to you. And this is why you must learn the discipline of silencing voices. Don't let social media crypt its knowledge fully into your spirit over what God is saying. Don't let what people say around you. You must learn how to receive the opinion of men, but discern it by, discern it by distilling it by the Spirit of God to follow the voice of God. May the Lord give you grace and strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. I love you guys so much and I believe to tell you again, don't be despaired by what you see on the social, don't be despaired by what you see in Nigeria right now. I tell you the Lord is in the midst of us. It's the good goodness of God that you're going to see and experience. It's the best time yet for the church. I, pray, I tell you about the Spirit of God. It's a time of elevation. It's a time of announcement. It's a time of open door. It's a time of great grace and great power. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. And I love you so much. Let's take a creed and we'll get ready to go. Are you ready? Let's take a creed. One, two, ready, and we take. Show us God helps us. We will not give up. We will not cave in. We will not quit. We will not fail. We will not fear. We will not die until our job is done and victory is won. We are the new and we love this church. Please be prompt with the obedience of God this season. Whatever he tells you to do, he asks you to sow a seed. He asks you to give to the poor. He asks you to, you know, serve somebody. He asks you to, you know, intend somewhere. He asks you to peer someone. Whatever he tells you to do, be prompt and do it. We started a powerful series in church this week and the series on prosperity. I'm sure you were truly, truly, truly blessed. We continue our foundational doctrine, right? On Tuesday, across all the new churches, physical service is back. It's not going to be an online service and I'm back physically. I hope you're going to be ready for it. Please, if you don't watch the Sunday service, go back and watch the game because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's our season of prosperity and that's why God is bringing this powerful word for us right now, this season. God bless you, love you, and have a powerful week in the spirit enjoy in faith and hope and boxing the goodness of god god bless you and i love you all to see you again remain in the goodness of god god bless you bye for now we hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because god still has so much he wants to share with you so stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.